Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is doing really well. Um, I am here just planning a trip. I'm going out of state next month, and I will let you know how that goes. I'm going to a state I've never been to, a city I've never been to. I cannot wait to see if it's hype or if it's legit. I'm going to be performing out there. That's not the reason why I'm going, but it is something that I will do while I'm there. And I am pretty fucking excited. I have so much new material. I've been writing a lot of material um, this past week. And then I've been thinking about different stories that I haven't written material for. And it's just been this huge burst of creativity. And I cannot wait to see how my ideas um are received, how my work is received. So I'm definitely going to be performing a bit before I go out of state just to make sure everything is tight and right and solid. Um, but I've been feeling so incredibly optimistic these past few days, just exhilarated. I've told myself from last year that this is going to be a transformative year, like a very big year for me. And I feel that that's the case in a lot of ways. And it's exciting. You just have to like keep your eye on the prize. Um, don't even bother with thinking about anything negative. You don't always got to be in everybody's face telling them what you want to do, what you plan to do. I'd love to tell people that I'm going on vacation or that I'm on vacation when I'm actually on vacation. I don't like all this um, giving that many heads ups, it's not my style. I just think it's kind of whack. It's, um, it's like, I just, I'm not into it. Like, for example, it's like every time I hear a woman say that she, you know, she wants to have a baby next year or two years or whatever, it's super awkward for me because I just think there's a million things that could go wrong. And so I like, and I've had multiple friends announce that they were pregnant after giving birth. And I just think there's, there's a lot of value in moving in silence. Um, so right now I'm just feeling very, very good about just some things that I hope to see um, unfold in the coming months. Um, let's see what else here. Also, I want to say, yes, sometimes I get on the mic when I'm drunk and that's because I think it's a good idea. <laughs> But the execution of that idea is a completely different story. It's been kind of whack because I listen, I listen back to what I recorded and I'm like, oh, I said this nine times. And it's because I'm not even speaking English at certain points when I do a drunken episode. Um, I'm not saying that there won't be more in the future. <laughs> But maybe I just need to learn how to be drunk and also be a little bit more coherent and succinct. But I'm sober right now. I wanted to record this episode in the middle of the night, like literally like 1.30. I was like, oh my God, let me record. And then I was like, my voice sounds way too deep. I don't want to do this right now. So I'm going to be talking about Tinder Swindler, which I think came out um, February 2nd or 5th. It came out a while ago. I apologize that this is not timely, but clearly I care about this story <laughs> enough where it doesn't have to be timely. My blood is still boiling, so I still have a lot to say. 
And up top, I want to remind you that I've gotten rid of the standard recap format of kind of giving a play by play and saying, this is what happened. And that's what happened. And this is what happened. Now that I don't do that, I find that format extremely boring, tedious, annoying, unless it's extremely colorful and very funny. And nine out of 10 times, that's not what it is. You don't need, you don't need to tell me what I have already watched and I don't need to tell you what you've already watched. So these or this particular episode is my thoughts on what went down in the Tinder Swindler with the new format that I mentioned before. I want to talk about or I want my recaps to now center on 10 thoughts or 10 questions um, to just give you guys a little bit of originality in these recaps that you don't see elsewhere. Also, up top, I just want to say. I do not agree with the people who try to sit here and say that a billionaire would not be on Tinder. Um, please show me the data that supports that statement, because I believe that a millionaire is going to want to get put as much pussy as possible, which includes a pussy getting app, a hookup app like Tinder. So yeah, a billionaire might be on exclusive dating sites and apps and um, in different like dating, like matchmaking um, agencies and programs or whatever. And they're also going to be on Tinder. Why wouldn't they be on Tinder? Why the fuck would a billionaire not be on Tinder? Especially because with Tinder, you could set your location to any location. And what do a lot of billionaires do? They travel. So Tinder actually makes a lot of sense for a billionaire to be on the app because they're like, you know what? I'm going to be in Turks and Caicos next month. Next month, I'm going to um, Brazil. I'm going to Australia. I'm going to South Africa. Let me go ahead and set up my Tinder so I can line up the bitches that I want to meet when I'm out there. Just because you're a billionaire doesn't make you exempt from Tinder. But when it comes to the Tinder swindler, the problem with that particular supposed billionaire being on Tinder is that he claimed that, you know, his enemies are are out to kill him. They're chasing him. He's got to hide. He's got to run. They can't know where he is. And so that's where him being on Tinder doesn't make sense because Tinder is like one of the most popular dating apps. So if you're trying to hide from people, you would not be on such a... um, you wouldn't be on an app as popular as Tinder with your full face on there and name on there. You just wouldn't do it. So that doesn't add up, but I guarantee you that a lot, several countless billionaires are probably swiping on Tinder right now or getting laid off of Tinder right now. So I think it's bullshit for anybody to say that a billionaire would not be on Tinder. Okay. Now let me try to get into my 10 questions again. Um, I don't know. I just got, I got annoyed with what I was seeing or sorry, hearing people say about this documentary. There was a lot of victim blaming that was just, it didn't sit right with me because we're all sitting here from the comfort of our own homes, having watched this documentary, shaking our heads because we never met Simon and, um, 
we never hooked up with him. We never dated him. So it's really easy for us to sit here and say, oh, hell nah. When we just, we don't know what we would do in those situations. And I have a caveat there. I would not do what these women did, but I'm not trying to blame them either. Right. So I don't know. It just, the victim blaming, I'm not into it because this is a sociopath and I'm just, that's not the, the, I'm not taking that route when I, when I talk about Simon Laviv, Simon Yahoo, whatever, whatever the hell is his name is, Simon, I'm not going to be sitting here and, and blaming the victims. The person that irritates me endlessly, eternally is Simon. Um, so I don't need to focus on the girl's their mistakes, their missteps. We need to talk about somebody who is happy to ruin lives out there and to still happy, was happy and currently is happy to do this. So I guess I'll say a little bit more. Simon is out here making money on Cameo, making hella jokes about his enemies. He thinks it's funny. He actually um, is furious that there's a GoFundMe for the victims that were featured in the documentary. And he's just a hollow person. He's just ugly um, inside. He's disgusting. And so I think we need to like not even vic- don't bring victim blaming into the conversation. Focus on this man, this horrific human being. All right. So back to the 10 things I want to talk about. Number one, or my first question, who is Simon's baby mama? So in the documentary, Tinder Swindler, early on, we see the back of a woman's head and body holding a girl. This woman is blonde and the girl is um, has brown hair. And we are told that that is Simon's daughter. Okay, that's cute. Where are the details on who this woman is? How long was she with Simon? How serious were they? What happened between them? Because Tinder Swindler, they say that she like took him to court, Simon to court. And then now they're like in cahoots and Simon had his ex or sorry, the baby mama there as a plant to impress Cecilia. Like, why is that so open ended? I feel that you already you're not showing us her face Her, we didn't see her face or her pro- even her side profile at any point. So why can't we, the viewers of this documentary, know anything about this? Because when I saw that um, Cecilia was like, oh, his, his baby mama and his daughter were there, I was like, well, he don't got a daughter and he don't got a baby mama because I just feel that anybody who's connected to Simon is a plant and, and they're, they were paid and it's not real. But then... We still have questions, right? So I guess it seems that he does have a daughter and I guess that is the baby mama. But I gotta say, I guess, because Netflix dropped the ball on letting us know what the backstory is with Simon's baby mama. And maybe she just refused to be identified. Again, that's her choice. But can you let us know what the hell happened there? Because I really would love to know, especially if Simon ripped her off and then now she's just like a part of his scamming, just showing up on dates and and saying, 
telling his girls how great he is. So number two, and by the way, just want to remind you, I do, I am trying to say, I'm trying to discuss everything that I feel that people did not discuss in their recaps of the Tinder Swindler. I always want to do that with every single one of these recaps. Hopefully sometimes I succeed at minimum. Don't know if I always will. But number two, did Pernilia have sex with Simon, but she's too embarrassed to say that she did? So somebody um, who recapped the show said or recapped the documentary said that Simon, like him having sex with people, that's all part of his hustle. And, you know, because he's obviously playing with your emotions and all that. And so with Pernilia, I don't believe that they did not hook up. So her whole story about how they said, oh, you know, we're not sorry. It's not there for us. I think that they fucked at some point, whether it was that night or in the future. I just think that Pernilia doesn't want it to be publicly known that she hooked up with Simon. And so she's claiming that she didn't. I do not believe it. Of course, it doesn't matter. But mad respect to Pernilia if she don't want people to know that he hit. Because I would not want anybody to know that either. Um, I'd rather just look like I'm just such a sweetheart and super generous. And I was just trying to help a friend. But I do think that they smashed. Absolutely. Were they dating? Were they in a relationship? No, because he had a different hoe. But I do think that they smashed. Um or at least that's what makes more sense, right? Number three, how big is Simon's dick and what is Simon's sex game like? This information is very important to me. Like it is extremely important to me because I need to know how desperate these women are. I really need to know. Because if you are telling me that Simon is not packing heat and that he doesn't know how to break your back, at that point, I got a victim blame, right? Like at that point, I have to say, really? Like, I need to see what's the redeeming factor with this man for him to be able to manipulate and control the way that he did because I'm sorry but um I just I'm getting to that that's I'm looking that's that's my number five my fifth question or whatever I could get to that but again I need to know what is Simon's sex game like what is he doing because Cecilia they hooked up the first night what was the hookup did he please her? Did he tr- like what happened for all of her brain cells to just evaporate? I I gotta know because then again I got a victim blame because considering what a narcissist he is, I feel that he's somebody who just feels like you should just be happy to fuck him. Like I just don't even think he's good breaking it down, trying to break it down. I need to know. Um, I, I would love for his host to gather, to get together and let us know the details that we need to know. Because if you are telling me that this guy came with a micro penis or a average sized penis and he busts a nut in two minutes, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I have no respect. I have no respect. Okay. So 
Number four, were Cecilia, Pernilia, Eileen, and his other female victims gold diggers? So a lot of people online were like, this is gold digging gone wrong. They were gold diggers. You are not a gold digger if you're losing money. (laughs) That's just not how being a gold digger works. I think that they were superficial and they were materialistic. And so they were drawn in by the lifestyle that they thought that Simon was living. But that doesn't make them gold diggers because no gold digger is actually losing money. Um, So I really don't agree with people saying that at all. And it was just superficiality because if you're... If Simon was fat and ugly and claiming to be a billionaire, he wouldn't have been able to pull any of those, any of the women in the documentary and all the other people who are not in the documentary. So this was really just people being very, very superficial and, but not gold diggers. Number five, how tall is Simon? Okay, so... Cecilia said that he wasn't as tall as she would have preferred. I clock Simon at a 5'9 or a 5'10. I think more like 5'9. This man does not look tall. Um, 5'8, 5'9, actually. I'm going to lower it to 5'8. Simon don't look tall. And I'm telling you right now, you got to be 6'4, 6'2 at minimum, buff, built, dick like a cucumber if you want me to empty my bank account like you better be a an adonis a sex god a porn star on viagra in bed you better look like a fucking athlete body perfection sex game um like the weekends lyric in one of his songs off a star boy can't remember which one where he goes head be genius dick game the meanest like that's how you gotta come at me if you want me to empty my bank account and be getting loans for your ass you cannot be short and and trying to ruin my life no you have to literally look like a work of art so how tall is this man how tall because he don't look tall and he just doesn't like honestly let me tell you something about simon he ain't cute to me He's not cute to me. Simon, because I know about his scamming ass, I don't see an attractive man. Every single time he was on the screen, he just looked ugly and uglier to me, unattractive. But if I did not know about how evil he was, I'm sorry, I've traveled. There's men who look 10 times better than Simon. So he just, he's not, I don't see what the appeal is with his ass. I don't get it. Like he has beady eyes. He has a little mouth. Like he's short. He doesn't, he's not exactly buff. Like you got to get out of my face. You try to come at me like this and ask me for money. No, you got to get out of my face. So I'm lost. I'm at a loss here. Because, um, you know, these women are attractive, especially Simon's newest bitch at the end of the documentary. Like, maybe he really is putting it down. I don't know. Something, I'm missing something. Because when I look at him, he don't look like anything special to me at all. I don't really care for his, like, the frames of his glasses. His fashion sense is whack to me when he's just wearing, like, just 
all this designer shit with the labels everywhere. Like, no, mm -mm. I can't. I can't with Simon. Um, number six, does Simon only scam blonde women with the exception of Eileen at the end? Because Simon also scammed some men. And did Simon ever have sex with men to take their money? So the documentary um, dropped the ball on that. They said how they had a guy or a few guys that Simon scammed. Um, I would love to know the backstory on that. But that was left. That was pretty vague because they were just focusing on Cecilia, Pernilla, and Eileen, but I would like to know how Simon was scamming men. Was he fucking them or making them think that he was going to fuck them? Um, and he really tends to go for blonde women. And a lot of a lot of um, men around the world go for blonde women. And it's really, really fascinating and um, disgusting. That they have this inferiority complex and you see it on 90 day fiance you see all these hot guys who are like she's blonde you know hair color and eye color do not equal beauty never has never will um so yeah simon is currently with a blonde bitch so he just this man irritates me to no end and it's like can you please just date a girl who looks like she's from israel who looks like, or I won't say looks like she's from Israel, but who looks like you was dark hair and dark eyes. Like, fuck you, Simon. Um, so then number, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, or six or whatever, who cares? <laughs> like, I can't, these aren't numbered. And, and like, you know what? I, ugh, I'm embarrassing my ass. Okay seven eight okay i'm on seven now supposedly um who is simon's current girlfriend and how long have they been together because i think he's still with the same bitch today as he was when the documentary was shot um can this can this bitch read does she have family does she have friends because simon still has his current hoe after the fucking documentary came out i need some I need some answers and I need them quickly. Who is she? Apparently she's like an Israeli model. Like what is going on today? Why are we as women losing? Um, I just, I'm assuming she's bankrolling him. So I just, I have questions. She's beautiful. Like, what are you doing? Oh God. I don't know. Okay. Next. Does Simon's staff... Like, Peter, get a cut from scamming, and if so, what is his percentage? Again, Netflix dropped the ball on Peter. We don't know the origin story of when they met, how they met, how much he's paid, because you know Simon don't got no money. Um, like, we don't even know, like, how long Simon was using that video of Peter supposedly getting attacked that fake ass video. So I just want to know more about Peter and um, why he wasn't held responsible in any way when he's clearly a part of Simon's bullshit. Allegedly, supposedly. Next, number nine, where are Simon's real family members? 
And where are his friends? I would love to know what they think of him. So this is a documentary, um, documentary, whatever, whatever. Sometimes I get, I feel like I don't know how to pronounce certain things. And then I put more, like, I make it more obvious. I need to just, like, let it go. So, like, where are the people who knew Simon? Like, even teachers, coworkers, like, I would have liked to hear something about who he is, like, beyond the scamming, pre-scamming, pre the $10 million that he's ripped off from people. I would love to know a little bit more about him. And um, we missed that from the documentary. And I think that would have been pretty interesting to see. And number 10, um, did Simon, did Simon save any of the 10 million that he scammed from people? Because I really have an issue with, or let me rephrase that. It is so fascinating how there could be people like Simon who can mastermind scamming people out of millions of dollars and they will have absolutely nothing to show for it. So I am so happy and thankful when I watch the Tinder Swindler and I um, just finished inventing Anna the other day. Um, I'm undecided on if I'll do an, uh, an episode on that. But when I watch people who steal millions of pe- millions of dollars from people, I don't understand how they put zero of that in savings. It's like they just use it to live these lavish lives and blow right through it. I understand that they expect the money will keep coming in, but I do not understand why they can't even take like 5% of that and save it. Um, Because according to the documentary, like Simon gets money just to spend it to get more money to spend it. And so I don't understand. um, I really don't understand that. you know that, yeah, I sound really articulate. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this shit. So it's going to like me sounding dumb as hell is just going to have to remain in this fucking episode. But yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why you're taking all this money and you're just, you keep needing more and you have nothing in, in your bank account. Please explain like Simon. <laughs> don't explain to me, but um, I just wonder, I'm thinking about all the Simons, all the Anna Delvies. All of these people, why is it that they're so, so reckless with all this money that they put in all this effort to steal from people? They they lose me there. They really, really do. So that those are my thoughts on Tinder Swindler. Um, also, I am also especially dis- like this man makes my blood boil. I am not sounding super turned up like I thought I would be, but I am so, there are no words to convey my disgust with Simon because Simon represents so many people out there who, so many sociopaths out there who, if you're a nice person, they target you and say, let me ruin this nice person's life. Let me take away their trust. Let me take advantage of them. Let me hurt them. Let me punish them for being kind and for showing me the kindness that I would not show to them. It bothers me so deeply. And I am also so incredibly offended by the love bombing that Simon did 
He's telling these bitches he wants to have kids with them. I am so incredibly offended by men who come at women mentioning marriage or kids to manipulate. That is not their intention, but their intention is to manipulate. I am so disgusted by it. And women don't fall for this, okay? Wait for the fucking ring or wait for the fucking discussions, the serious discussions about having kids before you buy into this bullshit. You know, I was dating someone who, you know, he would tell me that I was the mother, uh, the future mother of his children. And then every time he was pissed off at me, he would tell me that he doesn't want kids. Now, never at any point did I ever sit down and talk to him and say, you know what? I want to stop kids. But because I have a uterus, he felt entitled to try to hold it over my head that I'm the mother of his kids when he's in a good mood. And then he don't want kids when he's in a bad mood. And I'm just, it just strikes a chord with me that this is the type of shit that men do. We as women, we can't fall for this. We can't buy into this. This is so sexist and disgusting that they are pushing this narrative on to us, that they have these stereotypes that we all want kids with them. And it's like, no, I don't want to have babies with you. Don't tell me that. And even if I do, we're not there yet. So stop trying to plant that seed to get me to do what the hell you want me to do, which is what Simon did to these women. Simon, you are getting sued by the Lviv family and I cannot wait for your takedown. It is what you deserve because you should not be out here scamming your current bitch probably and have the ability to scam other women. Anyway, maybe it's good I wasn't a bit more high energy and maybe it's good that this is not a long episode because I am so disgusted by um, Simon that y'all don't need me really going in the way that um, I would like to go in because I am so, so mad. It's like he just, I'm so offended as a female, as a female who sees it every single day, men taking advantage of women who are just trying to find a decent partner. It just, it, it makes me so endlessly upset. Um, honestly, actually a few other points, Cecilia, when her ass said that she on Tinder, she's still on Tinder and she don't blame Tinder. I was like, this bitch needs some media training because the last thing her dumb ass is supposed to say is she's still on Tinder. She, I mean, she already said she into Disney, like Cecilia presented herself as a dumbass. And I don't appreciate that. Like, if you scammed me out of 250K on Tinder, the one thing I'm going to say is I'm not on Tinder. So I don't know why the fuck the the bitch actually said that. Like, that is so offensive to me. Like, you are making it hard for people to sympathize with you because you're grinning from ear to ear saying you're on Tinder. What a dumb, dumb thing to say. Um, I read a lot of comments online on, um, you know, social media. And so somebody explained that because people are saying that this only happened because these are white women and they would never give black women that much money. 
That is not true. So basically what um, Simon did is he chooses women in countries, Cecilia in particular, which was Sweden, I guess, Norway, whatever. Um, But in the countries that the country that Cecilia is in, the country has no credit score. So what you do is you ask for money and you are given money, right? The total opposite of the state's. That explains why Cecilia, who doesn't have money, was able to secure $250,000, right? Nine loans, credit cards. Whereas in the States, you can't be like the second loan company is going to see you got one loan. And then the third company is going to see you got two loans. And we're going to be like, no, bitch. And then we're going to look at the credit score and all that. But in her country, that's not how it works. So, yeah, I'm moving there. That's where I'm going. I'm on vacation. No, I'm joking. But I I heard that and I just thought to myself, I am so glad we don't do shit like that in the States because I cannot imagine the widespread devastation if you could just say, you know what, how about y'all run me a hundred thousand dollars? And they're like, sign here. Like we are too reckless. So I'm glad that, that shit goes down abroad and not here in the States. So if you guys didn't know that, I hope I um, enlightened you on that. What else are people saying? People kept on saying, like, why didn't these women tell Simon to ask his dad? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that if he if somebody is telling me that they're a billionaire and that, um, you know, their enemies are after them. The reason why he said that is it means if if they are after Simon Lviv, then they are after the Lviv family as a whole, which explains why he couldn't go to his wealthy family. But it does not explain why he could not go to his wealthy friends, because if he's a billionaire, he's knee deep in wealthy friends and he has money and assets that he could asset or that he could access. He don't got to come to me. But when you're getting dicked down or when somebody's love bombing you and when all you can remember is how you were in a private jet, um, then, yeah, maybe you just kind of forget the whole you forget that what he's saying is not really adding up again. Like I said, I'm not trying to sit here and victim blame. I don't get any pleasure in that. I think there's like some people uh, approach the tinder swindler story with like a very holier than thou attitude which is stupid um because we don't always think it's like in hindsight those women probably see how nothing he said made sense but in the moment um and especially because simon love bombs hard the um documentary really showed tinder swindler really showed that so it's like he is bombarding you with messages to the point where it's like, you don't even got time to sit there and think about how, what the fuck he's saying makes no sense at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, if somebody came to me and was like, bitch, take out, give me 2k, give me 5k, give me 10k. That's a no for me simply because that's a turn off for me. Um, and it wasn't a turn off for those women. And, to each their own but it what's really sad with it, the case of cecilia she gave him 250k i lean dated him for 14 months gave him 140k like 
Cecilia, you it's very clear that she barely met with Simon and barely fucked Simon because Simon started to act up when she was like, oh, can you give me your money? And they just weren't spending time together. And so it's like, that is so heartbreaking. Like she is a quarter of a million dollars in debt for someone that like fucked her, what, three times or on three occasions. It's crazy. And so there, um, GoFundMe, there's a GoFundMe for Cecilia Pernillion, Eileen. I've been there a few times. At first it was at 160 out of the $600,000. And I went there days ago and it was at 175. So with a GoFundMe and with a um, top 10 movie on Netflix, they should have been done, already reached their goal a long time ago. So it's very, very clear that the public doesn't really sympathize with these women because they, that um, documentary has probably had dozens and dozens and dozens of million viewers. Not as, not every single one will look up their GoFundMe, but I guarantee you enough people looked up the GoFundMe where they should have hit their target already. And I didn't donate to these women simply because I just didn't find the need to. And I felt that they were going to reach their goal. But now that the GoFundMe has been up this long and it's just, it's gone from the 160 K that I, it was at weeks ago to 175. I don't know if they're going to reach their goal, but it was clear that Eileen had money. Like Eileen, I don't think was taking out loans. Eileen was selling his clothes has a good job, obviously had 140 to th throw at him, whereas, and Pernilia also had money, wasn't taking out loans. Cecilia, and then all the people prior to these women and or possibly after, I think that they lost the most money and they're hurting the most and need it the most. Um, but I'm sure that maybe these women are getting compensated from their interviews. I know that they've been doing some of them and um, Cecilia looks very different um, than she does in the documentary. And then I feel like Eileen from what I remember looks pretty much the same and Pramila looks pretty much the same, but so those are all the random thoughts that um, I forgot to add. So Cecilia was able to secure the money because she don't they don't got no um, credit score where she lives. They just throw you money. And um, Simon Lviv is being sued by the Lviv family, considering all the money that the Lviv family actually has and considering how um, negative the documentary is about, you know, and, and he's pulling this family into it saying that he's a part of it. Like I see him going down. I see Simon going down in flames. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I know TMZ will follow this story as it unfolds and I can't wait. It makes you so happy to see him enjoying all the bullshit that he's enjoying just his lavish life just to have it all taken away from him. And I, I cannot believe that you were able to just scam people and not go to jail for it. Like I have to give Simon credit for being very smart about just getting women to give him money and therefore he's not taking it. They're giving it to him. And I'm like, I still don't see how this is legal with all of the documentation and the article and the documentary, but apparently 
it's it's fine so his time is coming and i cannot wait and i want to thank you again for hanging in there and um Let's see what the hell else I cover. I kind of want to talk about Yeezy and Pete Davidson and Kim, but, um, you know, it, it, it needs to be on another day. And then I might talk about inventing Anna because Anna Delvey has been doing some interviews and she's also on the run. Um, so she escaped. She was supposed to be um, deported and she escaped, apparently, I guess, a few days ago. So, um, Anna Delvey from the Inventing Anna um, show on limited series on Netflix. All right. And Bridgerton is coming back. I have no idea when, um, but lots of good things ahead. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great, great day.